Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Paul Hebert, Hebert Engineering and Design, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Paul, thank you for taking the time today. Good morning, Tom. You know, uh, as we get into this, people are going to realize why I'm calling you the quintessential entrepreneur. Uh, I'll I'll lay it out there with all the employers I've ever worked with. I'm amazed at your business. And we're going to talk about that today, Paul. So it's going to be kind of cool. So first of all, Paul, why don't you tell me how you got started and what you're really doing, and we'll go from there. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm a mechanical engineer, a manufacturing engineer, and an industrial designer all kind of tied together. Um, originally back in the 80s, I was uh, running uh, engineering departments for some extrusion facilities, and I started thinking about uh, starting a business. And uh, I looked at a number of different businesses, and uh, my employer at the time said, uh, you shouldn't be doing any business on the side. So I decided, well, if he thinks I shouldn't be doing business, I probably could. <laughs> so uh, I started investigating about going in, uh, doing opening up an engineering business. And uh, so over the last 35 years, uh, that's progressed into a number of different areas where I'm doing prototypes, um, we're involved in patents. Uh, I outfit factories. Uh, we outsource production. I have an office over in uh, uh, China. I just opened a, a one up in Vietnam. I'm looking at opening up one in India. So we're outsourcing product, uh, you know, all over the place. Um, and it, it's been kind of an adventure. It's been uh, it's been fantastic, really. Uh, you know, and I'm supplying basically uh, design services to uh, entrepreneurs, inventors, small to medium sized companies. Uh, and we take them all to the you know to the point where we're supplying them with product, which is very very unique in many ways because uh, someone's got to design these ideas and put them together. Um, and you know, like many business owners, they go in the business and they know how to make a wedget, but they really don't know how the overall parts of business really work. So obviously, your information is very needed and probably. With all the types of businesses you work with, you must have a breadth of, of business knowledge as you've witnessed working with all these people. Um, the, the key thing is what are the sort of the key things that you'd have to do to support your business success, Paul? Uh, so, you know, I, I reanalyze my business every four to five years and try to figure out if there's something else I can get involved in, uh, where I can move the business. Uh, you know, COVID has definitely set up a lot of challenges, um, and that's the reason why I've looked at, uh, you know, why, why I opened the office in Vietnam and why I've uh, looked at going to India. You know, but, you know, the, it's always you're trying to figure out what the natural progression of the business is going to be. 
So, you know, one of the other things that we have is I have another company called Hebco, um, and we actually market uh, products to uh, Lowe's, Menards, um, Home Depot, uh, you know, all, all the major retailers, plus online sales. And that was a natural progression. We opened that business about uh, seven, eight years ago uh, to help our clients get their products into the stores after we supply them with the product. So you you have the full circle going from the pretty much yeah no that's really kind of cool that's what I'm saying folks he he really is the quintessential entrepreneur um, uh, you know how do you communicate with your employees about you know the importance of things uh, so you know uh, I've been unbelievably fortunate uh, the people that I hire they all are kind of like the same business sense that they they're entrepreneuristic themselves. Um, they understand that they're, you know, a cog in the works that, we're, that, that we all are. And, uh, you know, we're all shooting for the same goal. Uh, you know, you know, one of the one of the benefits that I've had is I don't necessarily always bring people in as employees. I bring them in as kind of partners. And so they, they profit share. And so they get paid for their time. And then when the order goes well and the order's delivered, uh, they get a piece of the action and it's it, it's kept them happy. And, you know, I mean, some some of these people would jump in front of a train for me. Uh, you know, uh, it's an exaggeration, but, you know, they uh, they're very, very loyal. And, and you do. And that's smart because they have skin in the game and they are entrepreneurs. So yeah. every entrepreneur just doesn't want to be on a time. They want to be creativity. That's where you get paid, the creativity. Well, you know, the, the, the funny part is that I, I, I own, you know, altogether, I own four companies. You know, uh, we have another company that we're launching here in Connecticut that's uh, uh, WinSafe, which is um, uh, if your CO alarm goes off, it's a unit that goes on the window. It opens up the window four inches, pulls air from the outside into the room, and you're able to survive. And so that product is being produced in China, but uh, we're actually setting up a facility and factory here in Connecticut. And that'll probably, by the end of this year, we'll be up and running. Wow, that's that's so. Cool. Yeah. So the, uh, to lead into that is the the people that I partner with over there, they all have that same type of uh, of um, business uh, drive. Uh, Nigel owns three companies, um, which is my partner in China, and my new partner in Vietnam, Hank. He he owns a restaurant bar, so they all they're all you know they're all of the same mindset. As long as he stocks Jack Daniels, that that's a good part. <laughs> he has Jack Daniels, and I and, and I'm usually the one that brings the cigars. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. It's Jack Daniels and cigars. Um, what uh, what areas of business do you constantly think about uh, when you're looking for new ideas to increase the efficiency of the business? Uh, uh, so anything that's that my customer is going to require, you know, um, you know, a lot of my customers, they're either startups or they're small businesses. And so they get they get those roadblocks or they end up with people that they don't truly want to do business with. So we look to try to see if is it a fit for us? Will it fit that gap? Can I give them a you know a good service? And am I going to make money at it? <laughs> so, you know, it's all these factors that we're trying to put into place to try to figure out, is that a direction we want to go in? And Paul, with all your experience, and I, I know this answer could be all over the lot for many people, but what is the one important skill that you have to have as a business owner, entrepreneur? Well, I, I would say um, 
you always have to look at things. So when you're looking at a at a, a service or a business, you, you gotta you remove yourself from it. You know, most inventors, most entrepreneurs, they have their product; it's their baby, and they 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 get so absorbed into the product, they, they miss what's going on on the outside of it. And sometimes, you know, it may be a fantastic product, but there's just no market there, or the cost is too high to substantiate it. So you got to kind of go back and either reanalyze it or sometimes walk away from it. And, and so that that's a, a really important skill. The other side of it is to try to have no fear. Um, you know, I was blessed. My parents uh, instilled in me that if you want to do something, you find a way to do it. Uh, and when growing up, I, I had businesses in the house. My uncle was a contractor. My father had a photographic business. So I was always around business. So you know, a lot of these things where I decided all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm going to go to China and open up an office. I just did it. Uh, the Vietnam thing, it was a little, you know, scary for me because I thought to myself at, you know, at this point in my life, I wasn't going to go back and restart everything that I did, you know, 15 years ago in China. But um, I did it and I went over there and it's a huge success. You know, uh, when I went over to Vietnam, I only had eight factories lined up. By the time I left, I had gone to 25 and I had visited one of the largest factories I've ever been to. Um, it was a factory city. They had uh, uh, 60,000 workers. The guy was the, that I met with was the richest guy in Vietnam. Uh, they, they had uh, 200 million square feet of factory space with an additional uh, 90 million coming in. And they were doing all the assembly for like nine major auto manufacturers, you know, uh, uh, Kia, uh, Mazda. They just signed a contract with BMW for the Vietnam market. So, you know, opportunities come in, come in strange ways sometimes. But if, you, if fear stops a lot of people and if you can kind of remove that fear and just say, you know, I'll take it as it comes, um, you open up a lot of doors. Yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think people get stuck in the fear and overanalyze so much. And, you know, it's like uh, Maxwell Maltz concept of um, that torpedo. You're thinking and dreaming of things and you have a vision, but your subconscious is going to bring you back to the right answer at some point. But fear yeah. will stop you. And obviously that's what entrepreneurs are all about. This is what this show is all about is – um, you know, if you if you're fearing too much, you shouldn't be an entrepreneur um, <laughs> at all. But you know, it also is uh, Paul. With my 53 years of business and working with a lot of business owners, I've come to the conclusion that being unaware of a lot in your business is not the best place to be. Um, you need to know what you're doing, but there's so much that business owners neglect to learn or at least be aware of. So being unaware of being the fact that you are so unaware might be the biggest mistake they can make. And I, I write books about that and the papers about it. But that, that comes down to, again, you need a breadth of knowledge and the right people around you to, to let you know what's going on. Oh, absolutely. You're, all, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. And I know you have a lot of good players with partners and stuff like that. Um uh, what what concerns you the most about being in your own business? Honestly, th that uh, you know, when things get tight, that I might have to let somebody go, or or you know, or you know, they're having a hard time and I can't help them. And, and you know, pe people that work with with me. I uh, 
I have to concur. That's the hardest part of, uh, I've only had to let one person go all my life. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. It is difficult. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're, usually entrepreneurs are really people, people, you know, and they, they're they loyal to their employers and their vendors like you are, your employees rather. But um, yeah, I get that. And, and you know, some people out there are thinking, uh, gee, I thought I was kind of wimpy because I had an emotional problem getting rid of. No, that's very typical of an, Most uh, common. Yeah, you know, common. Yeah. yeah, consciousness and whatever. But um, and, and the other, I guess the other fear I have, too, is also you, know, you always worry about your customers. You want them to be successful. And, you know, I, I've had some customers that have made bad decisions and I've kind of warned them and you kind of go through it. And then you're hopefully, you know, it, it goes well for them if it doesn't. You can help them pick up the pieces and, and move beyond it. So that's that's another fear sometimes I have. Well, you know, what, what you're really saying, which is really important for people when they're listening here, is that entrepreneurs don't go into business just to be profitable. I mean, there's no reason to go into business if you're not going to be profitable and, and build some wealth. But they also probably have empathy for so many people down the line from the secretary down to the vendor because they are all in it, in it as a team player, right? Right, right. Everybody's involved and everybody's got skin in the game. And I think the way you're doing your business model is so wonderful because everybody gets excited about success. It's fantastic. It's what pushes and drives people. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's human nature. It's fun. So yeah. here's a question. What uh, what was the one thing you wished you had known before you started your career and your business career? Oh, um, that I should have done. So, I should have done some of the things that I'm at now, ten years earlier. But you know, th those opportunities sometimes didn't either come up, or or you know, you weren't sure how to get to that next stage. So, you know, that's that's the only thing I would have liked to say, you know, like I had gone overseas maybe 10 years earlier uh, and opened some of these channels up. But in that regards, too, um, if I had gone 10 years over, uh, I wouldn't have met my business partner, Nigel, who's like a brother to me. You know, I uh, the same thing in Vietnam. I, I wouldn't have met Hank, uh, who's my business partner there, who introduced me to Mr. Fook, who introduced himself as the ambassador to manufacturing of Vietnam who brought me to 25 factories. So, you know, you can have a little bit of, you know, you wish you started earlier, but, you know, sometimes, you know, things are just meant to be a certain way. My wife has a saying, she says, don't screw with the universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree. Agree. yeah agreed. Um, so what, what advice would you give to others who want to pursue the career like you have? Um, you, you know, you got to set a goal and you got to take a look at where you want to go with the business before you even start it. You know, uh, if, you know, if you're just doing it to try to make money, try to make an income, there's no roadmap to what, where that business is going to lead. So, you know, you kind of have to lay it out and then you have to be, uh, adaptive. I mean, you know, as things come in, they change and you adapt to whatever's laid in front of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, you know, entrepreneurs think so differently than the typical person working for somebody um, who has a job. And people sometimes don't understand the depth of their thinking. 
And uh, then this comes down to the next question I have is, Paul, what are the some of the resources that have helped you along the way, such as books or courses or other references, even people that have influenced you? Well, the biggest influence has been uh, some of my customers, some some of my vendors. I have patent attorneys that, you know, took me under their, you know, under their arm and helped me out to understand patents. Um, I, I had a, a, a gentleman who had a machine shop up in uh, Southington, Connecticut, uh, Lasky Tool. Um, he's been retired for years now, but, you know, he let me come in and use his equipment and taught me how to do some of the machining for tools and, and prototypes. Um, I have another customer down in Jersey. He has a very large uh, HVAC business. Uh, I've known him 25 years. He's like a really good friend to me. And a lot of the times when I get into a little business dilemma, I'll give him a call and bounce something off of him and he'll give me his suggestions. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's people interaction, you know, um, it makes a big, big difference. Uh, there's a book, um, I can't think of the, uh, oh, uh, it's, um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's from the, uh, it's from the founder of, uh, of Paychecks. Uh, and it's a it's a great book. It's um, born not, made made not born, I believe. There's the name. Uh, excellent, excellent book. It helps you evaluate when you're taking a look at businesses and to stand back from it and to understand how you want to be able to do something. You know, as far as courses, uh, you know the the there's a lot of things out there. The internet's a great tool. You can find just about anything you want. And if you really want to learn something, you basically just Google it and something will come up. Yeah, you're right. And uh... Yeah, I mean, everybody uh, needs some kind of resource and encouragement along the line. I know most of my business owners, like you, are big readers of people that uh, have been in business and give us great mental health with it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Here's a good one. What has been your biggest failure and what have you learned from it? Uh, (laughs) That's a tough one. Maybe you haven't failed. So. Well, well, no, I mean, everybody fails. I mean, you know, uh, but, you know, I, I guess I'm having a hard time with that because I don't look at failure as being failure. Um, I think that you, when something doesn't work, it's a learning experience. You always take something out of it, you know. And I think part of that is from the engineering. You know, I always go back to uh, uh, Thomas Edison when he did the light bulb. Yeah. He had interviewed him. And, you know, the basic comment was, you know, uh, how do you feel about, uh, you know, uh, failing 1,000 times inventing the light bulb? And he says, I didn't fail. He says, I found 1,000 times how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> so, it, yeah. you know, it, you pull things out of everything you, you, you experience. And um, those things eventually shape you to who you are and what your business is. And and I think you're right. Entrepreneurs don't think in terms of a word called failure, just another way of doing it. And there's always a silver lining because if you think you didn't get where you wanted to go, it usually leads you another path that's working better. So, you know what I'm saying? And that's the attitude you have to have to be in the type of business you are and the type of business I am. Um, Paul, you may not come up with three here, but what are the three most influential people in your life? Well, number one, my wife, <laughs> you know, um, she keeps me on uh, a straight, you know, a straight path. And, 
she's my biggest advocate as far as, you know, somebody who I can bounce ideas off of. Um, and she's smart. She's very, very smart. Uh, the other people are uh, the people I depend on. Uh, I would say uh, um, uh, Nigel and and Hank uh, overseas. Uh, not like I said, Nigel's like a brother to me. I mean, he he knows me very very well. And then uh, the other one is my uh, my best friend um, uh, Richard, uh, Doctor Richard Cohen. Uh, he is actually uh, my best friend and business partner in the company Hebco that does the marketing and. Um, uh, he had one of the uh, biggest successful chiropractic businesses here in Connecticut. Uh, retired, uh, it's got to be probably 15 years ago. Um, and he just has a very good uh, business sense. And um, he's not afraid to tell me when I'm being stupid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. which is a great thing. You know, too many people want to yes people. And it's that's not always the best thing. Yeah, you don't need a lot of yeses. I get that. Um, what's the biggest myth uh, that you would debunk about your profession or industry? Um, you, you know, I think because, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of inventors. There's a lot of uh, 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 scam companies out there, you know, from the past. And they, there still are. Uh, you know, uh, everything is about finding the right person and the person you connect with. You know, and, you know, when I get involved with somebody's business, it's almost like I feel like this is a part of my business, you know, because I'm, I'm helping them create something. So, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's finding somebody, you know, that's reputable. They've done it in the past. They've done certain things. They, they're, 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 they're involved in helping you. And they're, they're truly trying to give you advice uh, for the best of, you know, your business and, and yourself. So, uh, you know, I, th I think, uh, you can't look at everybody, you know, with one one book jacket. It's you know every company is in, in you know individual. I in my book I write about uh, when I work with business owners. I always ask them, I'd like to work with your accountant and attorney because I think the three of us more brains. Hopefully, uh, we know more about you. Uh, because I found over the years that um, a lot of people don't like to work in teams. They, they've got egos and stuff like that. But I've also found that when you do that, everybody's got skin in the game to help and the, the entrepreneur and business owner the most. And I think that's kind of what's happening with you, with your teaming up with people. Everybody's got skin in the game like right. I mentioned before. Um, so f there's there's no there's no failure doesn't exist it's all effort you know and that's the uh that's really a good relationship but here's my last question paul and mm -hmm. put on put on the uh, uh flashboard and helmet because here it goes <laughs> if you were in my shoes what question would you ask yourself that i didn't ask you well it was uh, the, uh, what's what's happening currently i guess okay you know um, so uh, uh, I've been very, very fortunate. I um, I uh, went to Vietnam in uh, in um, uh, October and uh, opened the office. It's been really good success so far. Uh, getting factories to quote. Um, I'm going to be heading back overseas uh, in in April, and I'm going to be going to uh, um, Bangalore, India, 
uh, to, like I said, to investigate possibly opening an office there, back to Vietnam, and then back to my office in Shanghai. So that's the current things. With the COVID restrictions being lifted in, in China, uh, it's, a, it's a big plus, but there's still a lot of hurdles. Um, I have a 10-year visa that uh, basically I have to scrap and pay for another visa again. Um, so there's a lot of hoops you've got to jump through and things like that. Um, and then uh, just uh, um, this, this month, I uh, found out that I won a uh, International Design Award. So um, uh, that was fantastic. It's for a product called Yardex. Uh, my customer is up in Massachusetts. Um, he's been featured on uh, the Today Show with the product. And so I, I won a, a silver award for uh, the design of the product, which was, uh, you know, a nice feather in my cap and made me feel pretty good. So, yeah, I, I, I got, I smile when I got your email about the award. I was, and congratulations, Paul. That's wonderful. Okay. Thank you. And we're going to have all the contact information. If people want to write you or go to your website and stuff on the show notes. Mm -hmm. so, um, uh, but, Paul, I want to thank you for taking the time. You were a great guest. We learned a lot. We probably could spend another hour here, but I can't. You can't. you got to go traveling around the world. And, uh, <laughs> um, so, folks, uh, I will have Paul's information, so look for the show notes. And, Paul, I just want to thank you once again for coming on. Well, thanks for having me, and um, I'd love to do it again. We definitely will. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner, or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.